Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And we are weekly podcasts that discuss all the things that have happened from the top five English divisions. And also we're going to be talking about some of the World Cup qualifying. What a treat. We're normally uh, do the podcast a little bit earlier, but we've gone for an evening before dinner recording session. And we've got some lovely pretzels in the middle here. Quite a posh snack. I'm not going to lie to talk about uh, with football. What would be your preferred snack at a football game, Dad? Uh, bag of crisps. Probably. Bag of crisps. Well, they're in demand at the moment. I went into the shops today. Can't find any. But. Um, yeah, so we're going to be having a little chat about lots and lots of different things in the lineup for the podcast. I'm going to be discussing Harry Kane as well as putting forward another new chant to you, Dad. Oh, looking forward to that. Warm up. So just there's been a lot that's happened over the week. And I just thought, let's just quickly download on what we're thinking about the new managers that have come into the Premier League, mainly being Eddie Howe for Newcastle and Stephen Gerrard for Aston Villa. Sad to see two English managers go, Steve Bruce and Dean Smith, but replaced by two slightly younger English managers. Um, Eddie Howe's obviously, he's had a good over a year and a half now, I think, break since Bournemouth. 40% win there. Um, yeah, where are you sitting with Eddie Howe and um, him going over to Newcastle? Would he have been the name? He wasn't their top pick, was he? No, no, I think a couple of people turned it down, Emery and uh, whoever else. But I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's uh, he's a bright young guy, so I'll give him a chance. But uh, I don't think they'll be particularly forgiving, so he needs to get some results and certainly can't afford to take him down, that's for sure. Well, that's the thing. I think both managers obviously got the same job, mainly, just keeping the team up. And Stephen Gerrard, obviously, a bit, bit newer to the managerial role, but he's done three seasons at Rangers and he's done a brilliant job there. 64.8% uh, win percentage. So he's a lot of people seem to favour him. Where are you sitting? I mean, to go from Dean Smith, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. It is it is a risk, I've got to say, going for Gerrard, but some people say it's not a risk because he's a very good manager. I think it's a, a risk for him. I think he was, the, I mean, supposedly he's lined up for Liverpool. I'm not quite sure that Aston Villa's a good stepping stone between Rangers and Liverpool. This, um, I think he's, he's inherited a very good squad, so um, it, there's no excuse at all for going down because um, they're not... Absolutely not a team that should go down. So he's got a great opportunity to uh, turn it around quick. But it'll be interesting. And you called it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that Norwich, if they had any sense, could take on Dean Smith. And it's looking that way. It hasn't been confirmed, but it's looking that way. So I presume you're thinking that would be a good signing for them. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a bit late to keep them up perhaps. But yeah, definitely in the longer term, Dean Smith should do a good job. Though I'd Steve Bruce equally could have done a good job there, I think. Kick off. What are you kicking off about this week, Dad? Uh, just the. Uh, I mean, we've got no championship and Premier League matches, which uh, which is good because we've got the internationals to watch. We've also got leagues one and two and national league and all the rest of the pyramid. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just. I mean, uh, Sunday times today usually full of football, and the. Um, I thought there might just be one maybe focus on one of the matches from each division, but nothing. Just a normal couple of boxes at the bottom just summarising no different than you could mm. read so I think it's just it was a chance for them to um, to you know big up some of the lower leagues but just the same old coverage so disappointing really yeah because as you talk about every week obviously you look at league two and national league it's always very very close and it's not a, an easy sailing for a lot of those teams down there so I suppose it's really interesting football the results are going here there and everywhere so it's a shame that the newspapers aren't covering that well my kickoff we were watching it actually on tv the other day well we, we glanced at it through a program and 
Gary Lineker, obviously England's third high scorer. He's the only player to have, have been the top scorer in England with three clubs, which was quite interesting. Leicester, Everton and Spurs. Also, I feel like you did know, you probably do know this fun fact, but he never received a yellow or red card during his 16-year career, which seems crazy. He's now hosting, I'm going to give him a red card for the fact he's now hosting this new ITV game show called Sitting on a Fortune. I think he does a great job of Match of the Day. I think he's a very good TV presenter, but oh, he's just going to become one of those people now that does a hear that like, does a bit of everything. Just stick to sport, Gary. You're very good with football. Why are you now to go and do a Bradley Walsh thing over on another channel? So yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I'd like to see Gary Lineker just stick into match day and, and stick into the football punditry. But are you in favour for him? No, I've never watched it and won't bother. But uh, stick to the football and the crisps. That's all he needs to do really, isn't it? Second half turnover. So, like you said, with a lot of international matches, and I'm going to go to League One, uh, Hillsborough Stadium, Sheffield Wednesday versus Gillingham. Going into the match, Sheffield Wednesday were undefeated in nine matches. 22nd minute in, though, Vidane Oliver put Gillingham ahead. So, going into half time, it was, they were 1 0 up, obviously, at Sheffield Wednesday. Darren Moore, Team Talk, seems to be doing a good job at Sheffield Wednesday and um, did a good job, obviously, with the Team Talk because 75th minute, Florian Caberi from Sheffield Wednesday got the equaliser and it finished 1-1. So they came back from 1-0 down at halftime and it seems like a very, very fair result because Sheffield Wednesday had 67% possession. They had 22 shots, nine being on target. So I think they would have felt very hard done by if they hadn't at least got a point out of the match. And so now they've increased their form to 10 league games now with out a loss in the League One. Uh, I'm down in the uh, National League, Kings Lynn versus Wrexham. Wrexham on the back of a 5-0 win at Aldershot, actually. It was 1-1 at half-time, so um, Phil Parkinson, Wrexham manager, must have given him a fair old talking to because they won 6-2 in the end. So first back-to-back wins of the season for Wrexham. And like I say, 5-0 midweek, 6-2 yesterday. So, I mean, a brilliant win for Wrexham. We were uh, looking to get up, obviously, with all that cash they've got second half of the podcast something positive from football and I know he's been in the papers locks but it was really good to see Harry Kane back to goal scoring ways Hattrick versus Albania three goals in 27 minutes he was looking sharp he was looking confident um, which if you compare that to his statistics so far in the Premier League he's only scored once out of 10 appearances for Spurs in the Premier League this season and I think it's well known that Harry Kane is normally quite a slow starter but this is the slowest he's ever been like last season he got 23 goals in the Premier League two seasons before that 18 17 so he always sets a very high standard for himself and I do think he's not gone abroad because he wants to try and beat the Shearer record but this season certainly isn't looking like he's going to get the golden boot from Mo Salah but yeah it's good to see him hopefully now pick up some momentum and some confidence and maybe take that into the new new reign under Conte at Spurs Southgate must be very happy he seemed to really want to you know work and play for him I think last time he played against Hungary he got substituted off with like 15 minutes to go so that was a real statement from Southgate and um, Harry Kane to be fair putting all the criticism to one side and and uh, showing what he does best, which is scoring goals. So it'll be very interesting. Spurs' uh, next match is home versus Leeds next Sunday. So a lot of people are saying, is this now going to get Harry Kane? Is he going to be back to goal-scoring ways? I don't know, but it's good to see him him looking really sharp. Do you think this is now going to give him that lift and confidence to hopefully get back scoring some more goals? Uh, not necessarily, no. I think he's... All right, uh, Debbie Downer. I think the... Uh, I don't know, just can't quite... Uh, get it going at Tottenham and he's put a smile on his face and mm-hmm. get some Premier League goals as well 
true. And it is against Albania, so it's always going to get confidence up. But at the same time, they're not necessarily the best team in the world. Not really. So my, uh, I was absolutely chuffed to see that there was uh, 12,843 people, a record ever attendance at a National League match. Brilliant. Oh, that's good. Meadow Lane, if it's still called Meadow Lane, I'm assuming. Notts County versus Solihull Moors. Notts County won 2-0, leapfrogged Solihull up to fourth position. So, um, yeah, I mean, just short of 13,000 more than Blackburn got playing Fulham. Wow. I mean, it's just ridiculous, that's, really. Yeah. But So, yeah, I'm assuming a lot of the um, East Midlands fans, Leicester, Forest, some of the... Uh, Brummy fans around that way took the opportunity to go and watch some uh, non-league football and um, yeah, fantastic. Just shot a 13,000, a record crowd. Right, my chant this week, I've gone quite big on this one. It's It's got a lot of lyrics to it, so you have to bear with. Um, it's a song from 2012 by Leisha Keys, quite a modern song. One that I haven't, haven't done much modern music now for my chance. It peaked at number five in the UK, and this is going to Old Trafford, Man United. He's the captain. He's getting a lot of stick at the moment at Man U, but he managed to get a goal for England the other day. And this is Harry Maguire to the lyrics of Girl on Fire from Alicia Keys. So it will go. We've got this man and he's on fire. Get him in your fantasy. He will win you the league. He'll head the ball through the clouds and he's not backing down. It's Harry Maguire. What are we thinking? Rubbish. What? I, I mean, thought it was pretty well, good. It's, it's a stolen song. It was the Will Giggs is on fire. Oh, did so, they do that to that song, did yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, oh. Will Giggs is on fire, so you get naught. What? Copyrights, do I get copyright? Oh, copyright man. Wigan or whoever did that song. Will Giggs is on fire. I think it was the Irish fans. Well, Irish. To that song? Yeah, Girl, Will Giggs oh, is on fire, yeah. Damn so, it. nothing, zero. Final whistle. So I'm going to discuss some of the World Cup qualifying matches, just kind of going through the teams that have got through already. Obviously, England thumped Albania 5-0 on Friday night. San Marino on Monday night. I think we're pretty much, obviously, I think we're nearly, nearly, nearly qualified. So it'll be interesting to see how we go on Monday night. Uh, Reigning world champions France have secured their place at next year's World Cup in Qatar in style by thrashing Kazakhstan 8-0. Mbappe got his first hat-trick for France. World number one side Belgium also progressed with a victory over Estonia 3-1. Argentina on the brink of reaching Qatar after beating Uruguay 1-0. Di Maria getting a goal. Uh, Germany have also qualified after beating Liechtenstein 9-0 on Thursday. And I think the toughest group so far is Netherlands, Turkey, Norway and Montenegro. I think Turkey and Norway are joint on points and Netherlands are just ahead. But that seems to be the main one where there aren't too many hammerings going wrong. But I mean, 8-0s, 5-0s, 9-0s. These players are travelling halfway across the country or halfway across Europe or whatever to play these matches and they're getting absolutely hammered some of them. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the roundups from the World Cup qualifiers. So, League Two, uh, full programme, more or less Friday night. There was a match, Hartlepool, Newport, uh, and third winner in a row for Newport, 2-0, which was uh, very good. David Ferguson got an equaliser for Hartlepool after Baker Richardson scored. Uh, and then there's a 92nd-minute uh, winner from Dom Telford. So, Newport into the playoff places. Probably a team that you would expect actually to uh, get in the playoffs, so a good win for them. Went on to Saturday, uh, Walsall Harrogate. Again, Harrogate have um, not won for five games, but uh, they managed to get a good win at Walsall 3 1, just over 4,500 there. 3 um, 0 up. And uh, just a late equaliser for Philip Const- sorry, a late consolation goal for Phillips. Uh, made it Walsall 1, Harrogate 3, so a great win for Harrogate. 
uh, up to fifth. And then uh, down the bottom, bottom of the table, Clash, Stevenage, Mansfield, 2-1 to Mansfield. So uh, second win on the bounce takes them three points ahead of Stevenage. So it was a really uh, important match. They got a fairly, uh, quite a better goal difference as well. So uh, up the top, you've got Forest Green still top, 31 from 15, Port Vale second. Draw at home to Bradford, actually, so a bit disappointed, but they're still on a good run there, 29 points. Extra 29 points, extra on a brilliant run, 14 league games unbeaten, 18 games in total, records for the club. Uh, and Matt Jay got his sixth in a row, six games, six goals, and he looks like he could be somebody who's going to follow Watkins and the other guys, possibly, and make them a few quid, because he's, uh, he's really knocking some goals in this season. Doing really well, extra. Down the bottom, joint bottom, Scunthorpe and Oldham. 12 points, Carlisle 13 and Stevenage 14. League One, several matches were postponed obviously due to international break, but six went ahead. Uh, Plymouth put in a convincing 4-1 away win to beat Accrington Stanley and go top of the table. Plymouth now the only team in the league to have just lost once and they got four wins in their last five matches. MK Dons made it back-to-back league wins after beating the mid-table Cambridge 4-1 and that moves them up to fifth and joint on points with Oxford and Sunderland. Charlton continue their good recent form, undefeated in four league games, 1-0 away win versus Burton Albion. Uh, the Pirelli Stadium contest was apparently a very, very feisty affair with both sides losing a player in the 18th minute after apparently a mass brawl took place on the pitch. Uh, Burton now three losses in a row. Good result for Portsmouth, 1-0 away win at Wickham Wanderers. Portsmouth five points now off the playoff places. Uh, Wickham a fourth, but they've picked up just one point in their last three games. And a couple of draws to tell you about, obviously, Ipswich Town versus Oxford United. That ended up uh, goalless. And like I said, for my uh, half-time turnover, no surprise, really. Two teams with the most league draws ended up 1-1. That was Sheffield Wednesday versus Gillingham. So top of the table, we've got Plymouth uh, with top with 36 points. Wigan second with 34 points. And then the playoff places are Rotherham, Wickham, MK Dons, Oxford. And then bottom four, Shrewsbury, Fleetwood, Doncaster and Crewe. So National League, Grimsby on this weird poor run, having had a great start to the season, they, they lost the fourth match in a row in all competitions, three in the league, uh, lost two and away at Aldershot, it was their third win of the season, so they're still in the bottom three, Aldershot, but well, it was a brilliant win for them, that's for sure. So Chesterfield are now top, beat Weymouth 4-0, Harfield got sent off 22nd minute for Weymouth, uh, just shot 6,000 at Chesterfield, and uh, yeah, great 4-0 win. Chishimanga, can't say this one, I don't think, Kabango Chishimanga. Wowzers. Uh, got a hat-trick, uh, and um, yeah, brilliant win for them. And then Torquay, Torquay are um, not doing particularly well. They were held 1-1 at home to Dover till the 90th minute, and then they managed to get a, a late winner, which um, Dover are rock bottom as well. So so yeah, a, a, a thankfully a good win for Torquay, but not looking like a great season for them. Uh, up the top, I say Chesterfield top 32, Boreham Wood 31, and Grimsby now three points behind 29. Down the bottom, Dover haven't managed to get into a positive place yet, minus nine. Gosh. Uh, Kingsland, eight after that hammer at home to Wrexham, and Aldershot, uh, who were Wrexham also hammered in midweek, ten. Barnet of the week. I've gone to the international scene. I talked about how France have uh, qualified again for the World Cup. And I've gone for a French international, currently plays for Atletico Madrid. I've gone for Antoine Griezmann. I've looked back at some of his previous barnets. He's had it short, he's had it long, he's had a moustache. He's gone actually really long sometimes with the Alice band. And he now seems to just stop playing around with it. And just gone for a nice short back in sides, but with a bit of bounce and looking quite luscious on top. So he's looking very good for, um, well, France. And obviously he's playing in Atletico Madrid. So Griezmann's getting my barnet. 
it this week. Good player, Griezmann. I like him. Um, I couldn't say it the first time around. I probably can't say it this time around. Kabongo Cheshing Manga <laughs> is my barn of the week. I've researched him after his hat-trick for Chesterfield. Been around the non-league a bit. Uh, started for Milton Keynes, I think. Boreham Wood he came from, start of the season. He's got 15 goals in 15 games for Chesterfield, wow. so brilliant. 24 years old from the Congo, uh, and he's a dreadlocked dude. Ooh, very, very it. cool. Right, that's it for Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Don't forget you can follow us on social media. We're on the Twitter platform. Just search for at Plants and Rants where you can listen back to any of our previous podcasts and also have your say on what we've been discussing. We'll be back with some more Football Chants and Rants with the Plants next week and we'll see you then.